What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Multi Goodness Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Tootin, sitting next to the one, the former greatest Starbucks barista himself, Kyle Benke. How What's you doing today, Kyle? Hey, I'm I'm doing I'm doing well. I can't. Sounds complain. like you've had that caffeine already today. Hey, so I had I had a five shot espresso uh, <sighs> with a little bit of cream and a little bit of sweetener. Five shot espresso, shaken up, poured into a glass. With some ice. Oh, you're like Bond, um, shaken, not stirred. It's the Starbucks double shot. Uh, if you ever uh, have the chance of getting it, get it. It's amazing. It's different than the can double shot, which everybody assumes just because of their marketing. It's an actual drink at You Starbucks. actually get the fresh one. It's it's amazing. I actually had a lot of caffeine already today myself as well. I'm, I've got a, got a good day going on here. So oh, yeah? Yeah. So remember, you can stay up to date with all things multi-goodness at our website, multigoodness.com, or on social media at one of our uh, social media channels on Facebook at Multigoodness or on Instagram at Multigoodness Podcast. Kyle, what are we drinking today? So we have another beer around the world episode. Uh, today we're actually going to feature New Zealand. Oh, we're going down uh, under. Yeah, down under. Even though I guess that's Australia, but I'm assuming uh, they speak the same way in New Zealand. Maybe. Gosh, that was no, wanna, no offense, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have two beers from Eight Wired Brewing. Beer company? Brew company? Brew company. Uh, brewing company. Brewing Co. Sorry. Brewing, brewing Co. Co. And uh, Warkworth, New Zealand. Um, and the first one we're starting with is a cucumber hippie, which is a sour ale brewed with cucumbers, um, coming in at a fourteen point nine fluid ounce can, not a sixteen. What fourteen point nine fluid ounce can? Yeah, we just took one look at this and saw that we had them in Tall Boys and assumed that they were sixteen. All right, four uh, percent by volume. Four percent by volume again, kind of like we did. Yeah. I know when we had the Russian beers on the podcast recently. Go and open it. Yeah, I don't want to. Oh, that's always a great sound. Oh, it's a go. Oh, oh, it's um. Oh yeah, go and get that into a glass. The uh, it was ready it to was, get out of the can. It was foamy. Yeah, when we did the um uh, on a few episodes ago, when we did the uh, Russian beers, actually, those were I think in like a weird number, you know, ounce wise. But geez, these are. Wow, that's a super carbon. So all I'm gonna say is I'll, I'll I'll narrate what Kyle's doing here. We got about a two and a half finger of beer, but it's it's a pint glass, but the foam goes pretty much all the way up to about an inch below the top of the. And I didn't pour it bad. Yeah, it wasn't a bad <laughs> pour. So I'm gonna go ahead and say off the bat, I'm pretty sure this is a very effervescent beer, or biggest head retention yet. Yes, Kyle, you get you get a nine on this one for for biggest head retention. Wow, that is, yeah, that's something else. But um, another weird number for the ounce on this can, though. So, I mean, 4.9, I'm assuming that translates to a, uh, we'll look it up, of course, in a little bit. Yeah. But 14.9, I'm assuming that translates to a milliliter. So, I'm wondering now if maybe in New Zealand, it's, a, it's a, another continent we're exploring today. Um, maybe they do something a little bit different. I feel like that's probably going to give us another, it's got to be close to a pint, but interesting. Um, so, the can design is, is really unique on this one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's 440. Milliliters. 440. 440. So not 330. Not, I think the Russian one was like 460. 470. 470, yeah. Man, you have a good memory. Um, 
But this one, so the can design on this one, I think is what probably drew us both to this one. And we're going to be featuring another one from eight wired uh, a little bit later on in the episode, but it actually, so we found these at a different local beer shop, total wine here in, in Brookhaven. Yeah. Um, and the it's, it, I don't want to say that it doesn't, you know, look like a New Zealand can, but I did not know New Zealand right away. It was kind of featured, and I think we even found it in the beers around the world kind of section there. Yeah. But it actually kind of looks kind of hipster, kind of like you would see with a lot of the breweries in the United States. I yeah. literally would not have known this was from New Zealand. I've never heard of beer from New Zealand, or maybe I have, and I just can't think of it off the top of my head. But um, but it's green with white. This particular can is green with white. A really cool embodied, uh, emboldened uh, cucumber hippie name with the underlying green and everything. Yep. And then you can clearly tell what type of beer it is as well. So, real cool can. We might come back to that later. But uh, what do you get on aroma? Uh, aroma is interesting. I get the cucumber, um, just a little bit. Um, Have but you ever I get... had cucumber in a beer before? Not in a sour. Okay. Um, in a in a different beer. Did yes. you accidentally put cucumber in your beer no, one time? Or? I, it just I tripped I and it fell in. Chris, man, Chris, <laughs> that sounded very uh, very. <laughs> All right. Well, I just realized um, the question I asked. I apologize. I set you up for that one, but at the same time, yes. Uh, <clears throat> reset. Reset. Um, it's also uh a little cloudy. Yeah, very cloudy actually. And, and what's interesting is uh, I did pull it up on on Ray Beer for us to talk about in a little bit, but it actually lists it as a Berliner Weiss. Really? On on, uh, on Ray Beer. So. Well, that's, but it's Ray Beer, an American company, so maybe they don't know what they're I talking about. I will say that yes, you're spot on with the haziness of this one. Um, the sours on the aroma, I do not get the cucumber necessarily on the aroma. Mm. Um, I get the sour, you know, again, we've had, we featured, we featured a sour episode on here, but I get that, like, you kind of know that it's going to be something that kind of kicks you a little bit, yep. so. Um, what do you get on, uh, taste? Oh, color-wise, real quick, sorry. Yeah. Only because we talked about the haziness of it. It is, a, it's like that darker straw brown, yeah. or sorry, darker straw color. It's kind of like a farmhouse hail. Yeah, color. it's definitely not, it's definitely not on the light, light end of things. It's on the darker side of light, so mm-hmm. it's just... It's definitely nowhere near being like an amber or anything or, you know, a yellow. It's just kind of like that darker yellow. Yeah. Cool. But what are you going to taste? Uh, taste is uh, really pleasant at the front end. Then I get a little bit of cucumber and then it goes right to the sour at the back. Like, wham. Hmm. It's like sour. That's So I get, yeah, I get, so I've had, I don't remember what it is. I want to say Orpheus here in Atlanta had made a cucumber sour before. I might be wrong about that, but. Either way, I've had a cucumber sour at some point in time, and mm-hmm. I feel like cu- that's the only beer that cucumber really is going to work well in. Um, so for me, this one, I taste that cucumber. Cucumber is a t- flavor for being something so light. It's like 90-something percent water, kind of like yeah. celery. For some reason, anytime you throw it in stuff, it comes out, and it's refreshing in a way. Yeah. Um, it's not maybe one of my favorite flavors. It it reminds me a lot of how honeydew tastes. Yeah. Um, from like a melon standpoint, it's very mild on the flavor, but when you add it to other things, it, it accentuates the flavor. Isn't cucumber in that actually melon family? I believe so. I think it's actually in that same genus. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm saying that. I don't even know if I'm, I, I might know. be, we I might be like way off about the here. fact. Yeah. I was going to say, I might be way off about the fact and I might be way off about the, what I'm calling, you know, whatever family genus, something, whatever. Anyway, the melon family, the melon family, um, 
again, this is a very innuendo laden episode, I yeah. feel like. <laughs> but I definitely get the cucumber. The sour I'm not as getting as much. I get it. Like it's you definitely can tell it's um sour. Yeah. I would say I don't know if this was like a kettle soured beer. Maybe it is um, more in that Berliner Berliner Weiss style. Yeah. Um, it does actually have a brief description on the side, and I'll read it real quick just because I feel like... Hit me with it. Yeah. So they describe this as a bright, pale, hoppy, sour, and very fruit salad tasting beer inspired by traditional Berliner Weiss ales, then remixed with cucumbers. Naturally soured by live cultures and hopped with American and New Zealand hops. Mm. Cool as a cucumber, dude. I like that. I it like that little, that little ending. Yeah, I like, I like that. I like the little tongue-in-cheek type things that when the breweries throw it on here. Um, and also, I should have said that. I should have said the whole thing with the New Zealand Australian accent. But I'm not going to back and do it now. So, um, I like, the, yeah, again, I think not only is the beer good, but the branding's good. Yeah. This is the type of place that I typically am drawn to as a beer drinker, mm-hmm. um, especially in summer months. Like we're recording this in kind of the the God. summer hot months, and so I kind of this feel would be good like out on yeah. the lake. I do. F- Ooh, great point. This would be great beer. Uh, we only saw it. I think it actually did come in four packs. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I don't know what distribution looks like on this, but I, I mean, this would either. be a great beer to get. I feel like as a four pack, take it out on the lake, take it out by a pool. Definitely share with friends. I mean, it comes in a big one, so you could definitely, you know, introduce your friends to... This is an, another one of those, like, hey, friends, try craft beer. See what you think. See what you think about a sour. Or even, yeah, going into the, the sour family, that's what I was going to say. I think the cucumber lends a very bright flavor to it. It the I think that, that if I could put it down in one word, bright is probably the best description I could give to this. It's just the whole flavor all the way through, the color, mm-hmm. um, just bright. Yeah, um, definitely. And... And again, cucumber is one of those weird flavors for me. I, it's it's people call it refreshing. I kind of go away from that. I don't think I do agree. Cucumber is refreshing because it's very light. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if we've talked about it on this podcast or not. The fact how I feel about celery, I think cucumbers like not on that quite that same level. But I am one of those ones who kind of feels a, it's like maybe not on threat level red like that one is. Whoa! Gosh, I was about to say threat level midnight. Not like Threat Level Midnight, <laughs> but like... Agent Michael Scarn. <laughs> Golden face. Golden face. Um, I do consider this the cucumber being in that same way. And I actually do find this very refreshing. It's it's almost one of those um, dogfish head made that, yeah. like that uh, sequin shale. It's yep, supposed yep. to be refreshing. It actually does have electrolytes. I kind of could see them doing something the same with this beer and even having really the same kind of... This would be good after a run, too. Yeah. And it, what did we say? It was four point... No, it was four. The 4%. alcohol... 4% alcohol, straight on the dot. So um, so I pulled up Rape Beer, actually, and to answer your question, it, excuse me, whoa, had to burp. Beer um, it did say broad distribution, so broad. Uh, All right. I, I would assume that most most states would probably have access to this. We must just be ill-informed on 8Wired, and uh, if so, I apologize 8Wired, because... All I'm going to say is this fantastic brew, and I cannot believe I haven't seen it before now. Yeah. And I'm excited to try the next one. Yeah. Do you have any final things you want to say about this beer or 8Wired in general? Well, we have more we can talk about 8Wired. Yeah. So um, this beer I think I think it's solid if you're if you're into fruit and different um, different things being added yeah. to beers, check it out. Um, but other than that, yeah, cheers to 8Wired. Cheers to 8Wired.
so for the second beer, we've got a uh, duo on tap today. So we've got that eight wired still going again. We've got Palette Trip. So this one is going to be a Sour India Pale Ale. Ooh. So I think... Super interesting. Yeah, super interesting. I mean, by name alone, Sour IPA. I don't... We haven't featured a Sour IPA on here no. before. I think... I think we've both had a chance to try one. I just yeah, they, I feel like there's a few places that are starting to make yeah. some sour. I remember IPAs. some of the Georgia breweries we've been to have had a couple, but you know, you, you've gotten different things. It's similar to like a Brett IPA in the past. Mm-hmm. I've I've tried, but I'm interested to see what this one tries like. So it's very uh, similar branding. Yep. This one they kind of use that. They have white up top with a red and purple kind of yeah painted design. It seems like at the bottom, super clean. Um, definitely kind of almost like tie dye. Yeah, kind of is like tie dye. It's almost like a wood grain, a white um, oak wood grain feel yep. up here with a t- white uh, or with the tie dye at the bottom. You're right, mm-hmm. and I've still got that green can from before, and it's a similar one. So yeah. I like the fact that they probably also all their cans probably look very similar. You know, yeah. I, I always like it when companies do that. So this is, you know, I'm noticing the New Zealand is very craft beer e yeah compared to previous ones that we've done. So hang on, I'm gonna pop it. Let's see if this one foams up like the last one. Oh, oh, shit, yep, oh, oh, shoot, yep, there it is, oh, yep, there we go. <laughs> Not quite as much, I'd say, but let's... I feel like it's probably going to foam head-wise, too. I mean, jeez. Ooh, jeez, it's going. Yeah, that's, uh, well. Well, at least we know they carbonate it. Yeah, I was about to say, um, they carbonate it because they know it's coming all the way across the world. You mm-hmm. did say they were... They were broad I mean, distribution. hear that foam. Yeah. I imagine that that foam's coming through pretty well. It's... Yeah, it's very, uh, yours wasn't as bad. Oh, oh yeah, you can hear that. It's basically like snap, crackle, pop right now. Yeah. Um, um, so color-wise? About the same. About the same. I want to say it's maybe it's a little, little bit darker. A little but, bit darker. But which, not much. So it's a 6.5% alcohol okay. by volume. So that's in that IPA range that mm-hmm. we would expect in the United States. So I was saying that by comparison, I would say... Um, We've done some of the beers around the world. Obviously, we've done, I think the more recent one we did was Russia. We've also done um, Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka, we did. We did yeah. Italy. We've done um, England. We England, started with yeah. England. And then we've also done Japan. I was trying yep. to remember. This is probably the most closely similar to what we kind of have come to know as American craft beer, I, I would, would say. And by look of the can, Obviously, we haven't tried this one yet, but by look of the can, just by everything that they've kind of done, even with the tongue and kind of branding yeah. and everything. so Even the styles, too. Yeah, even the styles. Now, this one I did notice compared to the cucumber hippie that we also did. This one even has a, a psychedelic hop on the side that actually says, has different color hop, mostly cool colors, but it says eight wired and says tart and hoppy. They also got another one on the side that says ingenuity and flavor. Mm. Flavor with an O-U-R, of course. But, yeah. Um, so on aroma. Yeah. Uh, it it actually, uh, it, you get that sour smell that we talked about in the previous beer, that little bit of that mm-hmm. sour, but you get more resonant kind of hoppy smell kind of coming through too. Um, yeah, slightly. Yeah. You definitely get that. You can tell this. You can tell it's going to be something a little bit sour. Maybe it maybe a lot mm-hmm. sour. I don't know. You can tell it's going to be sour just by the aroma. You also get a little bit of fruit. Which as that's good because I think that, well... I'm imagine with what did they call this? I mean, it's a well, it doesn't say fruity. For some reason, I look at this and I assume it's going to be like a because of the colors they use, it's going to be like a berry infused type of IPA. I don't know, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, let me let me go ahead and read the description on the side of the can. So, on the face of it, this is 
pretty standard IPA, but we have soured it and thereby balanced the fruity sweetness with the acidic instead of bitterness, which turns it into something completely different. Uh, then it has sour, fruity, juicy, and very, very trippy. Very, very, yeah. Okay. So I, while you're reading that, I yeah. went ahead and took a sip. Yeah, what do you think? So, again, I've, just because, I mean, I've had a sour IPA before. This is definitely trippy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still getting, I see, I think I actually get what they're saying. They replace the, it's almost like it replaced the, maybe a strong hop, um, with more acidity to create that bitterness. And I'm definitely getting that. Yeah. It tastes very similar to an IPA I have made before, which I thought just didn't come out well, which sounds bad, but maybe you soured it. Maybe I soured <laughs> it. Maybe that's part of it is, you know, kind of just added a sour. Cause I do pull out the flavor profile they're talking about like i kind of get the that they i mean obviously the trippy but the tartness almost that they replaced it um there's a fruity little fruitiness there as well but Mm -hmm. it's it's very faint um and this is a very you know we these are we kind of took a look these are somewhat fresh cans um i think they're both they have best buy next year next year 2020 i believe on both of them so um, this one almost has that flavor of like a IPA that is past its expiration. Yeah. Which, which is, which is weird cause it, it smells good and just kind of, but that could be a difference in the New Zealand versus what we're used to with True. American hops. I mean, or again, even the soured part of it. Yeah. I was about to say, cause remember they were not trying to bitter. Does it say what type of hops they use in the can? No, um, it, does not. it did not, but I can always pull. Yeah. You can look it up. We some... haven't, rate, we haven't done rate beer on any of yeah. these. I'm assuming they're going to be on here, but it almost like they definitely downplayed the hops. Maybe took the IBUs down pretty low and new. I mean, they, they called it on the side of the can. They said, Hey, we replaced the bitterness or the hoppiness with the, with the acidity instead. So um rate beer uh no information on the hops but it does get a 68 uh okay. in the score and a 3.35 out of 75 ratings Wait, user ratings se- only 70 75 ratings that's it okay yeah. well that's not many um it, and all i'm gonna say is it does say let's go back to the name of the can again which is palette trip it definitely is a palette trip it's kind of confusing my palette i would say right now and not it's just in a way that it's almost like a um, they're trying to, they're step outside the, they're trying to step outside the normal realm of what an IPA is. So that's kind of cool actually. Yeah. I think they, I think they're trying to bring, uh, a little bit more, um, unique flavor and, uh, maybe even that combination of the sour and IPA to the beer that not a lot of places do bring. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think that, it's I, I like it. Yeah. Um, it's unique. It's definitely different from anything we've had on the podcast, I would say, so far, um, as far as an IPA goes. And I was trying to get see if um, Untapped had any additional information on this one. It does not necessarily have any additional information on the IBU. It does, however, have 40, over 4,700 check-ins. Yeah. And so it's definitely I, gotten a lot. Um, it does. So we were talking a little bit about distribution on the last one for 8Wired. And they say they're widely distributed. I'm seeing that all of the nearby locations to us in the southeast are at Total Wine, which mm-hmm. is where we found it. That yep. makes me think that Total Wine does have a deal with uh, the distributor in the United States. So uh, that's interesting. That's um, not bad. Yeah. Uh, 
And even on their website, they don't list anything about hop um, or anything uh, of the sort as far as ingredients or any of that goes. Um, but uh, I forgot uh, to mention, by the way, it gets a 3.71 caps on oh, untapped. Okay. So not bad. I mean, it's getting up there. <laughs> if I were being honest, which I want to be honest with, with you, Cal, of course, mm-hmm. you know, it's an honest session is that I, I probably wouldn't put it up there. I'd probably give it honest like a 3.25. I was going to say 3.3. Yeah, and it's not, I like the, I'm not a beer, I'm not an IPA snob, I also just, I feel like I'm used to the American hops, and so some of that could just be the American snob in me, which is that, hey, I expect an American IPA, and this is clearly not an American IPA, this is a trippy New Zealand IPA, so I'm not, you know, I'd be interested to see what type of beers they traditionally brew in New Zealand, I I can't help but think that 8 Wired is probably one of the bigger ones, um, Hence why we're getting it up here in this, you know, thousands of miles away. Um, but that I do like the fact that on the back of the can, though, they throw out all their social networks, and they're on, looks like they're on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. At Eight Wired Brewing, which yeah. tells me that that is probably their handle for both of them. Um, got a lot of the same. I always forget some of these government warnings and stuff. It's probably because it's distributed here in the states, but. Um, yeah, no, I they I'd definitely be interested in checking, you know. And so it's New Zealand's not very big, is it? No, no, it's not very big. It's the one that's like south of yeah, Australia the, the and everything. Island. So it's, uh, it's beautiful. All, all I think of when I think New Zealand is all the hills and everything. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it, ooh, that is where they shot yeah. all Lord of the Rings. See, now all of our listeners have a clear vision of exactly what what <laughs> where this beer came from. Um, yeah, I. I think it's interesting. I I dig this beer and the 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 beer that we uh, the cucumber sour as well. You know, it's um, interesting. Sorry, I, I, I just one last point I wanted to th- that I was thinking about is that mm-hmm. New Zealand is actually one of the bigger hop um, growing regions in the they south, are, yeah. southern hemisphere. Now that I remember, Australia has southern Australia has some, but also New Zealand has a big incumbent of that. So that's actually I was reading on Untapped. It looks like they use American and New Zealand hops for this one. So that's kind of interesting that we haven't heard of more beers out of a country that actually has yeah i I, I know we have uh we've featured a few um with new zealand hops Mm -hmm. um but nothing nothing crazy yeah Um, maybe two beers uh so far shoot we've been featuring beers around the world from new zealand we just didn't even realize it yeah there were hop varieties so um yeah, overall, I think it uh, it's very unique. Um, I definitely would enjoy having this every once in a while, just as like a nice palate um, enhancer, almost uh, trying different beers every once in a while. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it's good. I think Eight Wired really with the last this one and the the cucumber one really um, mm-hmm. really is doing something different. Um, and especially coming from New Zealand, I think it's something that. Could be a nice switch up from the uh, the U.S. craft beer market, especially since you can find it. It sounds like it's yeah. widely distributed. What's your uh, did you which one do you like better? Quickly, uh, I did like the cucumber one a little bit better. Okay, um, only because I think it was a little bit more balanced than this one. Yeah. Um, was between the two different styles, mm-hmm. um, but I, I I do like both. I, I would Hot not summer say... months call for good refreshing beers, and yeah. I, I'd agree with you that that cucumber hippie was probably my favorite as well. Yeah. Um, Definitely not a bad beer. This one, no, sour. not at all. I like the fact that they're you branch out there because obviously IPAs. You, we've talked about you can only go so many. Yeah, you can only try so many different things. You have to start getting really creative with how you're going to try it different ways. And so I applaud breweries that kind of do that. So, 
Push um, the boundaries. Push sure. the boundaries. I mean, they could have easily just made a lager, but they chose instead to make a sour, a sour IPA. IPA. So, so cheers to 8 Wired. Cheers. Thanks so much for joining us on this Beers Around the World episode, New Zealand, uh, on the Multi Goodness podcast. As always, you can stay up to date with all things Multi Goodness at our website, multigoodness.com, or any one of our social channels at Multi Goodness on Facebook, at Multi Goodness Podcast on Instagram. And of course, we'd love to hear from you guys, the listeners. Feel free to reach out to us on social or in the comments on any of your podcast services of anything you'd like us to try beer news that we should talk about or uh, segments you'd like to see us have on the show. So, Chris, any final words before we wrap up this episode? Stay fresh, you Kiwis. All right.